two phone calls. That's all it took. Roderick Shaw's disaster snuck up on him just like that. Unwanted. Unexpected. Out of the blue. Just two innocent, terrifying phone calls. The one about his two-year-old grandson named Trey. It came first. My daughter, she was working and she left one morning. And she called me crying and said, Hey, Daddy, you know, the guy said that Trey, he's not breathing. And then the second call. It was about the guy, his daughter's guy. The guy Roderick had always had a bad feeling about. I knew that the guy that was with my daughter, I didn't like him. But I got a call from the detective that told me that my young grandson was beating to death and that they was picking up the guy for homicide. So I had a grandson that was murdered. And, uh, I never forget it. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, Roderick and his neighbors could tell you a thousand stories about life and death in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, either through malnutrition or just what happened to my daughter living with a guy that's not the father, the mortality rate of the infants is. It's hard down here in Memphis and Mississippi in these areas. But Roderick and his church are one of the few here who could also tell you a story about life and death and life again. When you see people die because they're sick and they're old, that's understandable. But when you lose a two-year-old that's been murdered, it's kind of a different feeling. And I don't want anybody to feel like I did just trying to bury a kid. And uh, what you got to do is just get back so people won't feel that hurt that you felt. This is Stories of Hope, Episode 23, Life and Death and Life Again. It was a Saturday and it was winter and it was a neighborhood most people in Memphis only see on the 11 o'clock news. And so it would have made perfect sense in a place like this on a cold, damp, stainless steel gray weekend morning like this, to be anywhere but here, doing anything but this. Like we're gonna have a good day. But here they were, just like they always are. Church planter Baron Martin and his faithful flock from One Faith Christian Center were setting up tents and tables in an elementary school parking lot. Ah, setting up the tent, as you can see. They were stacking truckloads and vanloads and carloads of donated coats and hats and shirts and shoes. I don't even know what these are, but I bet you a kid will love to have <laughs> And they were enjoying each other way too much to worry about the gunshots. Get him this red suit. He's going to take you out tonight. I'll take the suit out with you. <laughs> Look at <here. laughs> It's probably kind of weird to be educated on this, but... We know when there's imminent danger versus someone's possibly shooting in the air. We can tell, you know what I mean? Hey, how you doing? Pass to be at my night. Baron Martin and his church plant congregation come right here to this corner in a neighborhood called Fraser every month. Hey, y'all, come on over here. Come on over here. Come on, come on. Come get some of this stuff. They flag down every motorist and they stop every pedestrian. And they offer them food, clothes, and prayer. How old are you? Nine. Nine. What size shoe you wear? A three. 
And they do these things because that's what God told them to do in a place like this, for people like this. Do you mind if I pray with you real quick? Okay. Father God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, oh God. We thank you. Well, you see over here, it's a lot of children, man, that are God. they're third generation gang members. Okay? Their father's father was a G. Now they're a G. No, I said, they mama even a G. You see what I'm saying? However, we don't have a violence problem. That sounds funny, doesn't it? When you look at all of the killing and all of the violence that happens inside the inner city, we don't have, and that for me to say we don't have a violent problem, what, is that, what do I mean by that? We don't have a violent problem. What we have is a poverty problem. You see what I'm saying? And when you have poverty, poverty is going to beget violence. If we address poverty, that's going to calm down on the, uh, the violence that we see in the inner cities. Come here, Elijah. You got a Bible? I, want, I got a big one. Now. You got a big one? I want one for yourself, your personal Bible. You know who Jesus is? What we're trying to do is trying to speak to that condition. And the only way to do that is give them Jesus Christ. Hey, Yolanda. <laughs> is that Gwen? Oh, my goodness. Baron Martin knew everyone who came today, or at least it seemed that way. Only thing is, everybody in Fraser knows Baron by a different name. They call him Pharaoh, as in Pharaoh the little kid who'd sell you any drug you ever wanted. That Pharaoh. That's the one everybody in Fraser remembers. I grew up in the inner city. Uh, in Memphis, we call it the hood. And by the time I got 14, I saw these guys driving these fancy cars and having these fancy clothes. And so uh, I took the easy path. I was involved in drugs activity. I sold drugs. And my name was Pharaoh in the streets. Some people thought I couldn't get out of that environment. Simply thought I just couldn't get out of it. But God did change my life. So I thank God for changing my name. The Bible tells us he'll give us a new name. <laughs> I got a new name. <laughs> Pharaoh became Pastor B. Pastor B started a church. And then Pastor B met a man named Roderick. It was a Saturday, that same Saturday. And it was winter, and when he first stepped into the water, it felt like an ice bath. And even though it had been seven years, he still missed his grandson so bad it hurt. And so it would have made perfect sense, on a day like this, to be anywhere but here, doing anything but this. Baptism is an outward expression of an inward happening. But Roderick Shaw had to tell everybody that as of today, he belonged to Jesus. Rodney Shaw, by your profession of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you, my dear brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Earlier, he'd been out on the street, helping Baron hand out clothes and pray with people. And earlier still, more than a year ago, actually, Barron's church, One Faith Christian Center, had built a relationship with Roderick and they helped him start a nonprofit called FACES. The acronym is uh, Family Assistance, uh, Children Expensive Services. FACES helps pay funeral expenses for families in and around Fraser who lose their children. Caskets, burial clothes, headstones. Roderick learned the hard way. This is what people here needed. Barron and One Faith Christian Center helped Roderick get FACES started and now they help him jump through all the legal and financial hoops to keep it up and running. 
They gave him something good out of something bad. And that's the best thing anyone could have ever done for Roderick. Psychologically, I had to deal with a daughter that had a, her only son murdered. And uh, I kept on telling her, God is able. Long suffering. But God going to turn it around. God can do things even when it seems like he's not blessing, he's blessing in disguise. Isn't that something? That's how God works. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. We the church. Without walls. Hallelujah. It was a Sunday, the day after Baron and his church handed out clothes and food in Fraser, and the day after Roderick told everyone he loved Jesus. It was that Sunday. And it was winter and it was bundle up cold outside. And it didn't matter because 50 people were sitting elbow to elbow in Baron's living room. I know it's kind of uh, tight. But we are content, ain't we one faith? Amen. One Faith Christian Center is a very large church that meets in a not-so-large house. And so, it would have made perfect sense on a day like this, in a place like this, to be anywhere but here. The gospel is what saves you. Are y'all with me this morning? But anyone who wasn't here would have missed it. A family who came to One Faith's clothing giveaway on Saturday came forward in church on Sunday. Cecilia, my question to you is, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Yes. You do? (laughs) Glory to God. Roderick was watching from the front row. He doesn't know these people personally, but he knows their journey, and so does Baron. You believe he died for your sins? That's why they both had big smiles on their faces. That's why, actually, they both smile a lot now. When you go from life to death, to life again, it can't be helped. You bleed and tell the Lord, thank you. Thank you. Hey, come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. God is able. I can't figure him out. His thoughts is not my neither. <laughs> I don't even try no more. I just say, God, if your will be done, count me. Thank you, Jesus. That's all right. It's such a struggle when I see people just stuck in the mud, man, acting like there is no hope. But the more you see a person grow, the more you see God, spiritually, you understand? So my thing is seeing people have victories after victories after victories, no matter how big they are, that's my greatest joy, man. I, I love to see that. That's why I do this. This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, Life and Death and Life Again. There's much more to the story of how Baron Martin gave his life to Christ and then built a witnessing relationship with Roderick Shaw. You can read their powerful transformation story in the winter 2020 edition of On Mission magazine. You can find that article at namb.net slash onmission. There are communities just like Fraser and people just like Roderick everywhere. To learn how you and your church can build relationships and share the love of Christ with hurting people, go to sendrelief.org. And finally, if you liked what you heard here, please rate us and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.